When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back in, and we are going ANZ Premiership Netball. We've tracked it down on Anzac Day, uh, the head coach of the Stars, the Northern Stars, who completed an amazing match last night, just had me glued. Kitty Wills joins us. Uh, oh, kia ora. <laughs> kia ora, kia ora. Sorry about earlier this morning when I lost track of time. Just, um, yeah, it's been a bit of a day of trying to catch up after last night. What a night last night. Have you been involved in a netball game with that much drama before? No, never, never. And I think um, that would be the same for most of the people in our team. You know, even Gina said, now that was that was an amazing game that we will never forget. So, yeah, just to come out on top um, by the two goals and double extra time was, was a great feeling, actually, and we really needed the win. So, um, pleased it was us who came through in the end. Can I ask you a couple of technical things, Kitty? At the end of regulation time, Taylor mm-hmm. Earl passed it, off, passed it off and then the hurdle went. But they gave yes. the opening pass back to the Mystics to say, no, that wasn't a centre pass. I saw with my eyes it was. That, that's technical yes. thing number one. Do you agree with that? Yes, very good, Mark. You, knew, you do know your rules. I think, um, so we obviously were arguing that and... Um, the official line from the bench, from the um, ANZ representative, from the umpires was at the time had um, the time was up before she passed. But if we've watched the replay and it's very clear the ball is in the air. She's passed the ball before um, full time was called. So um, we should have had that pass. I think the thing that was really pleasing for me is sometimes those sort of things really upset your team and you can get really focused on the fact that you've been hard done by. But um, my crew just got on with it, so um, really, really proud of them. We were, I was stewing on it a little bit on the bench, but there's not a lot you can do once they make that call. Yeah, I so, would, yes, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have enjoyed your Anzac Day as much if you had have come out the wrong side by two points. The other, I, uh, yeah, the, other yeah, technical, so. the other technical thing was at the end of the first overtime, it was 71 all, and the hooter went... There was a shot, Grace Nwerke took the rebound and then the hooter went and then they restarted with a shot to Phil Devui. Shouldn't it have been restarted with a centre pass? I don't know the rules on that. It just seemed weird that the second period of extra time started with Phil Devui having a shot right next to the goal. Yeah, no, so that was actually correct um, when I watched it on the replay as well because what happens when you go into that double extra time, it's play on. Right. It's a, it's not a, it's not a stoppage start again. It's an actual, um, you play from the where, where the ball was. What should have happened when that hooter went, is that Grace could have, uh, Grace basically should have just carried on and put the ball up because there's no clock. Yeah. Just keep playing. But it was pandemonium in there. Nobody <laughs> knew. Well, we all, we knew what we're doing. Like we were really, really clear. My team was super clear about what they were doing. Um, but what actually happened before full-time went, she actually offloaded, she just kind of chucked the ball at um, 
Filder and a little bit of frustration that, you know, that she'd missed the shot. So Filder was holding the ball when that, um, when that hooter went off. So Filder was the correct person to have the ball in hand at that moment and keep playing. The lesson for us was we just keep playing through the hooter. We kind of stopped with the hooter as well, but we, we knew that it would start from where they had the ball and um, we should have got that read down. Um, it wasn't. Yeah, I don't want to single any of your players out. Well, I do. I'm going to. First one, Mila Riuli Buchanan played every single minute of a double overtime game at centre. They cover the most mileage. How long a game is too long for Mila? Because she does not stop. Yeah, I was really, really um, impressed with their effort last night. And often when you go into that extra time period, you do think about fresh legs, but I felt like the seven that were out there were totally in the zone. They um, they knew exactly what everybody else was doing out there. So I just um, I just backed her fitness. She's super fit, and we've got a great trainer, and Barry Jennings. And we'd actually said at halftime, both teams were coming off a double header, but we'd had a day extra um, of rest. Mm. So we we were in a position where we spoke about at halftime that we are in a better position than them physically and we've got to back our fitness to take us all the way through the game. Um, last night they had the Silver Ferns GPS units in their, um, in their dresses and Guy Mothersole, the S&C for the um, Silver Ferns, came up to me after the game and said Mila's numbers were just incredible. He's, she was hitting numbers he's never seen before. <laughs> so, look, I'm, you know, just the power of work and... You know, for us, we don't have um, a giant in the back end that we can just mm. take one pass over the centre, you know, take the first centre pass and then just hit it in. Um, my wing attack and centre have to work incredibly hard to get that ball there. Um, so both her and Gina, that whole attacking unit, worked very, very hard for every goal. And I think we worked out that they we spent 22 minutes of the game scoring our own centre pass, which is... It's just nuts, really. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The other one I want to single out, and it'll be no surprise to you, if I'm looking for a breakout player across the whole premiership, Amorangi Malesala. She got the goal to tie the game up uh, with five seconds to go. She got the goal at the end of overtime to send it into uh, double overtime with two seconds to go. And then she gets the goal to go up by two (laughs) from range. And the interception. And the intercept as well. What is going on with this young woman? Holy hecka. Yeah, she's always, ever since her school days, she's been a really solid shooter. Like she, the girl can shoot the lights out. Um, She started her career as a goal shoot, but basically because of height, she's had to move out to goal attack. And I think the thing that sets her apart is she has done her time on the bench. She has been patient. She's had two years of playing second fiddle and she's just worked and worked and worked and you know she's that type she's so coachable um she's the player who you tell her to do something and she goes out there and she works really hard to try and put what you've asked her to do into practice and um and it's all paying off she had a very very solid pre-season um i'm going to touch wood here she's very resilient Mm. um injury wise she's she's super strong She's a beast in the gym. You've got to see how much she lifts. It's just <laughs> incredible. But that um, means that she she's had three uninterrupted pre-seasons 
to get her fitness and her strength and conditioning to this point so that she can run a game like that and shoot under real pressure. So I don't even worry when she's got the ball in those, uh, you know, sometimes you kind of sit there going, please, please, please get it in. But when the ball's in her hands and she's going to the hoop, we just have so much faith and confidence in her. So it's really great to have in your side. Yeah, you, Kerry Wills, head coach of the Northern Stars, you really work your mastery at empowering young netballers coming through. And I, and a lot of our coaches have got that as well. And I, and I love watching the youngsters, and you can almost see the switch go. And I've seen it this year in Amarangi in that she's getting a lot of court time, she's getting a lot of starts, and she's just developed just that little bit of edge, that little bit of mongrel to say this is my circle as much as it is Myers, and you defenders better watch out because now I'm a threat, I'm no longer a passenger, I've got a first-class seat in here. Have you seen a mental shift in her? Yeah, oh, she's always wanted it, and she's always... Um, I think she's been capable of this for a while. I think um, she did get some feedback last year that because her fitness base possibly wasn't as high as some of the others, when she got tired, her her shot went off. Like she just lost the power in her legs to push that shot through, and her decision making sometimes went a little bit awry. So she would she would make um, passing errors and things like that in a row that really affected us in games. And so we, we basically said to her, you've got to, get, you've got to get yourself in a position where you can um, cope with that physically, and she has. So um, it's really, really amazing to see. And, and you're right about the shooting circle, because you've got two players in there who are absolutely wanting to go to the post and attacking the post, it makes it very difficult for the defenders. And I think that's also helped... Maya to to create space for Maya for her dodges and her space on the baseline. She's been able to do a lot more in there to create space for herself. Well, the great news is you picked up the win. The challenging news is you have the magic at home and then you're away to tactics and steel and then you're home to the mystics to round out the regular season. The challenging news, Kitty, I've done the maths, you need to win them all. Yes, we do. And I think... Uh, we were gutted about the loss on Saturday night. Mm. Um, we felt like there were a couple of calls that went um, against us that impacted the outcome of that game, but that's netball, and I think last night the Mystics can probably say the same. Um, but we felt that we were right there in that game, and we should have come out with that win. Had we won that, we'd be at the top of the table, but that's how tight the table is, and um, we knew last night we had to win. Um, and I'm just pleased that with that, pressure that outcome on them they didn't worry about the outcome they just stayed in the game I think this game and the Pulse game has given us great confidence and built a really solid platform for us to go and take on these teams that are all playing very very well so you've got Magic and Tactics who are playing well, Steel you know they're struggling, they've had some really bad luck this year but you you can never take them lightly either so um, yeah, this competition is the toughest I've been in in seven years. <laughs> but it's great. I think it's great for the game. And even Saturday night when we lost, we knew we'd played well. We didn't lose playing poorly, which is, is what you really hate. So, um, yeah, we'll just keep, 
we'll just keep plugging away one game at a time. You just mentioned, just finally, that this season, and uh, we were talking out in the office this morning before we started the show, and I said, I can't remember a netball season that has so many games that can be cliffhangers, but also so many games, and I feel like it's the magic are usually involved, 10, 10 goal leads can just disappear and then recreate and then disappear. It's There's just so much hunger from the trailing sides this season, it seems. Yeah, it's definitely... Um, I think the thing is that the pressure goes up and the teams have all got the confidence in themselves. So those blowouts, those blowouts don't really occur if your team is really in there going, actually, no, we can turn this around. Um, and I think that's been the change. I think there's teams out here that in the past would have capitulated under that pressure and, and almost rolled over. Well, no one ever rolls over. The intent is always there. But it's the decisions that you make under that pressure. And I think um, everybody's backing their sides and their teammates that actually when um, we're under the pump, we, we can still have a crack at this and put pressure on. I do think it's become quite an attacking game. So... Um, the teams that are doing well are holding on to the ball. So I think the challenge for all of us as coaches is um, how do we get more ball off the opposition? And I think the team that can do this in the next four weeks will be the teams that go to the finals, the teams that can get the ball off um, off attacking units that are playing superbly. You've got Magic with Amelia Ann and Bailey. We're going really well. Grace and Peter are hard to stop. Amelia Wormsley and Jana Matuado, two young shooters, they can bring it as well. So how do you get the ball off those units and TP and Aaliyah? So it's um, some big questions to ask in the DMs, I think. Mm. It's a great season. I'm absolutely loving it, and I love that you've given us some time today, Kitty. Uh, go well with the stars. I'm looking for four from four for you. You can do it, and what a story it would awesome. be. Hey, thanks very much. We think we can too, and we'll see how we go. Good thanks on you. Time. Cheers, buddy. There's Kitty Wells, head coach of the Northern Stars. We'll take our last break of this show, remembering at 2 o'clock till 6 o'clock. I can see McIver. Is he just by himself? He's just by himself. He'll take you through 2 to 4. After this, we'll find out what's making news, and we'll have a look back in the day, and we'll reveal what this theme that I have nailed has been with our music through the day.